This is Living As You. When was the first time that you actually consciously thought about sleep? Think about it. Was it when you were in college? Maybe when you had your first job? Maybe that first time you had to wake up at 5 or 6 a.m. to go into work? When was the first time you consciously planned your night and your very schedule around sleep? In a culture today of go, 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 work heavy, do more, rest less, stay up later, sleep less, it can be incredibly easy to not focus on the essential aspect of our life. We spend over a third of our life sleeping. Did you know that? Most of us get about anywhere from six to nine hours of sleep a night. Most of the research sleep experts say that every human should get around seven to nine hours of sleep. With kids a lot younger, requiring a lot more sleep than individuals older. But one thing is apparent. Sleep is important. Sleep is essential to rest, recovery, memory consolidation, intelligence, abilities, stress. Everything revolves around what we do when we don't have our eyes open. But why does it seem like so many people, everyone, has trouble with sleep? Why does it seem like everyone has some sort of issue with sleep, whether it's not enough sleep to not being able to fall asleep properly, whether it's sleep apnea, whether it's insomnia, night terror, sleepwalking, we all struggle with sleep to some degree, or we all have, at least in the past, struggled with sleep. And so today, I want to share with each of you a couple of tips, a couple of gold nuggets that I've been extremely fortunate to utilize in my own life to help with my own sleep. Because for me personally, up until high school, up until maybe seventh, eighth, maybe ninth grade, I often did not think about my sleep. I'd be up throughout the day. Oh, starting to get tired around 9, 9.30, go to bed. Get a full 9, 10 hours. But it wasn't until having to get up at a specific amount of time, beginning to play a lot more tennis, compete after school, balance with the studies, that I firsthand saw what would happen when I would stay up extra late, finishing that one English assignment. What would happen when I would get in bed earlier and I would crack a book before going to sleep. Certain things have helped me get into the habit of getting eight to nine full rested hours a night. 
And here are some things I want to share with you. Number one, screen time. Research shows that people who refrain from looking at a screen, whether that's their computer, their phone, a tablet, 30 minutes before you go to bed, these people sleep a lot more soundly and fall asleep a lot quicker. There's something to be said about the blue light that's emitted from technology. Phones, computers, tablets, something about that blue light researchers are still discerning ultimately keeps people awake. So before you go to bed tonight, think about putting down your phone. Think about putting down your tablet at least 30 minutes before you hit the covers. Number two, engaging in quiet activities. Right before you go to bed, think about it. What do you normally do? Are you on your phone? Are you talking with your spouse? Are you reading a book? Are you meditating? Are you watching TV? Before going to bed, it's essential to put your mind and your body in a state of simple being, in a state of relaxation, in a state of closure. You've had a hard day. You've had a extremely busy, you're everywhere sort of day. Now it's time to wind down. Give your body the necessary signals and approaches to prepare yourself for eight to nine hours of great sleep. Number three, white noise. This is one of my top sleep tips and tricks for anybody. I sleep every night with either a box fan or a noise machine, a sound machine. White noise is epic because you don't always have control over those noisy neighbors, over the individual in the, in the dorm room right next to you blaring music. But think about if you give your brain something to latch onto. There's a lot of research that is showing that when you go to sleep, when you study, your brain needs some sort of other medium to engage with while you're going throughout these activities. By instituting some sort of white noise, fan noise, sound machine, your body is placed and your mind is placed into a state of relaxation, which is absolutely fantastic for sleep. In addition to the fact that you're probably able to better fall asleep because that white noise can drown out all the other noises around you. Number four, this might sound unique, but I find when I dedicate my sleep, when I dedicate as, a, as I about to fall asleep at night, when I dedicate that sleep to someone in my life, I find that I sleep better. Just by dedicating certain things, whether it's a study session, a workout, a sleep session, you will find intrinsically that you will sleep better. Number five, something I absolutely love to do when falling asleep has to revolve around the concept of imagery. 
Normally, if I fall asleep or I'm about to, I get in bed, I'm about to go to bed, my mind is wandering. And even though I've done my nightly meditation, even though I've done my journaling, maybe cracked a book before bed, reflected on the day, said some prayers, I'm in a state of relaxation. But yet, as the mind tends to for all of us, it's super easy to let the mind go. And so what do I do as I'm lying there in the darkness having just gotten in bed? I tend to try and imagine something, something calming, something relaxing, whether it's a thermometer, something going up and down, picturing the red, I don't even know what you want to call it, part of a thermometer going up and down. Or recently, I've been thinking about two steel wires, just letting my eyes drift from one wire to the other. By giving your mind something to focus on, especially something with rhythm, something with movement, but something calm, I find personally that I go to sleep a lot quicker. Some other practical things that research shows it's really beneficial for a good night's sleep. Earplugs, very similar to white noise. If you're trying to sleep in an environment that is not attuned to a quiet environment, earplugs are the way to go. In addition, darkness. The darker your room is, the better you will sleep. Research has shown that. So whether that means blocking your windows with a blanket, whether that means putting the covers over your head, what I do, I sleep with a pillow on my head to help block out some of the noise and some of the darkness. That is key. Next thing, food. I found personally that when I refrain from eating a large meal right before I go to bed, that I'm not struggling to digest that food as I'm going to sleep. And you might think, oh, I have no problem digesting food. Well, you know what? The more your body has to handle, the more energy your body has to put towards other things, such as the digestion process, the more uncomfortable you're gonna feel as you go to bed, and the more, it's just simply going to be hard to fall asleep. So my kind of rule of thumb is if I'm hungry, have a snack or have a meal, but then wait a little bit of time to allow that food to digest before going to sleep. And one of the main last things that I love to think about in terms of sleep is simply just don't force it. If sleep is not coming after 20, 30 minutes, and even if you have to get up early in the morning, one of the biggest things that can help, and instead of provoking anxiety, anxiety that, oh, I haven't fallen asleep yet, simply get up. Get up, read, perhaps throw on the TV. If someone else is up, perhaps engage in a conversation, but just simply sitting in bed for a half hour hour, two hours, three hours, I found, I found in my life so far, that only tends to provoke more anxiety and uncertainty and anger and frustration that, man, 
can't fall asleep. One of the greatest things that someone once told me in my life in regards to sleep was this. Before going to sleep, if you have a routine, if you have a routine before you fall asleep, maybe in the the last 30, 40 minutes before you go to bed, you will find some of the greatest sleep ever. And so the last four years, especially for me, I've been extremely blessed to, to find a routine that has helped me put, help put myself in a state of relaxation, in a state of being, as I put my head down on the pillow. And it kind of goes like this. About a half hour before bed, I do some exercises, shoulder exercises, just very light stretching, nothing too heavy with a red stretching band for my shoulders. I use a tennis ball to roll out the bottoms of my feet. Um, I've been standing on my feet all day. Definitely want to roll those out, give them a nice massage. And then afterwards, I'll do some reflection. I'll open a journal and kind of jot down some things I'm grateful for from the day. Because no matter if the day brought you incredible joy or fulfillment, or no matter the day was hard and brought challenges, there's always something you could find to be grateful for. And then after that, I usually go brush my teeth, take out my contacts, do everything there in the bathroom, and then come back downstairs and do a little meditation. I usually do five minutes of meditation, of breathing, trying to clear my mind before going to bed. And finally, before I step in bed, I do 10 deep breathing exercises right next to my bed, dedicate the day, my sleep to other people, and then say a few prayers before turning on the sound machine, throwing on the earplugs, throwing a pillow over my head, and turning off the lights. That is a routine that has worked for me and given me so much fulfillment and ultimately led to great sleep. So what is your routine? What are those things that work for you or haven't worked for you? I encourage each of you to try out anything that was shared today. But ultimately, see if you can Come up with a pre-sleep routine, a nighttime routine that will put you in the state of relaxation that will give your body and mind the greatest opportunity to sleep.